And um, I, I'm very happy to have Brian Tishy on the phone this morning. Um, and it's just great to be able to talk with you. Um, and I've got lots of questions, of course. Um, and uh, Brian is so active with um, with his playing. And um, you've been with so many great bands and so many well-known bands and uh, have, you know, of course, have worked with all different kinds of musicians from um, all across the board, many bands. Um, well, yeah, like, like I mean, let's not forget about the Osmonds and um, my brief stint with... Um, uh, um, um, what were they called? Uh, um, the the, uh, the Bay City Rollers. Uh-huh. I, I just don't want to forget those bands. I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, joking. I, I you probably know I didn't play with the Bay City Rollers. <laughs> cool. <laughs> um, you, you know you know that right? That I I didn't I didn't I was just joking. I didn't play with the Bay City Rollers. Remember them? They did. S A T U R D A Y night. Remember they did that song Saturday night. Uh, no, uh, you, no, you never you, you never heard that song. I'm, of course I've heard of them. Um, not not quite there, but. Uh, okay, yeah, I was just joking. I've played with other you're... bands that are known, but not not Bay City Rollers yeah. or uh, what was the other one I just said? The other what was that the other Yeah. Oh yeah, I didn't play with the Osmonds either. Not that I wouldn't. I'm just saying I didn't. Yeah. So I just thought okay. it was kind of funny at the moment. I just thought, well, you know, the thought of me is, being in the band on the TV show in the 70s would have been a funny thought. That's all. You are so charming. And uh, that's a little bit early for me. But um, I, I try to base most of my charming qualities off of my sheer stupidity. Ah. I can blend all that together. That's usually how I try and get by. Very good. Very good. It's like a it's this con- continuous con game I do. Between myself and and anybody have to do. Cool. Well, listen, I have quite a lot of questions for you because um, your your career and your work is so interesting. Of course, you're from New Jersey. I appreciate you Berkeley that. College. Yeah, and I want to congratulate you right off and say uh, congratulations on your Rock Gods Award. And that she'll be uh, receiving and celebrating next week in Las Vegas, which is actually the week of uh, March 25th. And then you're yeah, on the Rock you... and Roll Fantasy Camp. I did a little bit of online uh, well, research. Let's, yeah, let's, let's, let's focus on this Rock Gods thing. <laughs> this whole Gods thing. Do you, you know, feel like... like a God? Are people yeah, falling yeah. down on their knees when they see you? <laughs> they might. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like when we pull up, Vamped, you know the the club that we're that this uh, show is held. Yeah. I'm like, do you think they might have like huge marble pillars with big statues of us on the top? Oh, cool, with man! Our names I, and, say, and light. And, I would not want to miss out on that. And uh, people who miss that would certainly be full of regret. So, um, well, I'm, I suppose we'll see I'm when hoping. you get there. I'm hoping that's how they treat a, a rock god. I'm hoping that I'm, there's statues yeah. and, and I hope there's um, a stadium. I don't. I don't know if dry ice might do or 
Well, you could throw that in there too. And in, in yes. the stadium, the stadium built in our honor, um, <laughs> that we will then contact the members of Led Zeppelin and Guns N' Roses, and we yeah. will have them play their first show at right, our right. Rock God Stadium in Las Vegas <laughs> this summer. That's, yeah. that's kind of well, what I'm hoping this this award creates. That's what you're hoping but, for. Well, no doubt you won't be disappointed. Well, there's going to be Vinny Peace, There's going to be Bumblefoot, Tony Franklin, and Glenn Sobel. So I'm sure you'll have a great time, and it sounds like a lot of fun. No, I'm I'm just I'm joking. It's 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 really yeah. nice to be thought of in on on any level. I re, I totally appreciate it. All kidding yeah. aside, I don't take it for granted. I I I kind of uh, take the piss out of it because uh, you know, in all truth, anybody that's listening knows I'm not a rock god. I'm a I'm a drummer, and I work my ass off to try and try and keep it all together. You know. That's yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But, also, a guitar player. So. Yeah, I love guitar. I've always loved guitar since you know. I've always loved guitar. And, and and also want to say it's, uh, just for anybody else out there, it's taken me a little while to keep it to, to keep this together. The, the brothers Carmine and Vinny have chosen <laughs> over the years to pronounce their last names differently. So you got Carmine yeah. and and you got Vinny Apathy. So Vinny is Apathy and Carmine's a piece. Now that's oh you kids, that's no. something. I just no, love them guys. No, they're awesome. I, I'm friends with them, and I'm big fans of both of them. You know, mm-hmm. for decades and decades, and and I do think they even said there was a time back in the day, maybe back two, twenty years ago, where they one was Carmine was Carmine Apathy in the seventies, and Vinny was Vinny Apathy. Yeah. Oh, that's so it's, funny. Now it's Carmine <laughs> Vinny Apathy. You know, and yeah. you can't deny their grooves, the powerful grooves of the Apathy brothers. And I've learned from them too. To yeah, absolutely. Um. Well, I tell you something, and I'm curious as well. I I won't get into how much I loved uh, California Music Fest 2015. Thank you. Yes, but I want to ask you. You're one of the few. You're one of the few people that uh, recognized that the the the, the whole three day event was. You know, we put a title on it called California Music Fest, just simply to try and say, uh, not that we pushed it super. You know, too much or anything, but but it's more like okay, when you're doing something for three days in a row, and it's you know maybe it's nice to put a a, a, a kind of a global name on the on the on it, and and then if you ever do it again, uh, whenever, wherever, uh, you know, it doesn't have to be the same the same uh, uh, shows, and, and it could be maybe three completely different shows, or it could be one of the same and two new, yeah. you know, some combination. So we figured, you know, if if somewhere down the road we're, we, we this is still moving on, maybe we're you know, people go, oh yeah, California Music Fest. Oh, that's always that that thing, that event that has lots of different, interesting, unique shows, uh, yeah. including celebration events. But we might, you know, you might end up putting some new new thing together that's not done somewhere else or ever been done before. So, well, I thought be it was just magnificent. I mean, a wonderful time. Um, but I'm looking at this rock and roll fantasy camp, and I. To be honest, I haven't lived out my rock and roll fantasy yet. Well, I'm, so, I'm the one that's going to show up. Have you taught that before? No, I never have, but I'm going to go there and make it a reality. Oh. Like, <laughs> like, this is reality. Here's Super. Like, I'd like to be uh, a camper maybe someday. Yeah, um, it's going to be fun. I mean, a lot of a lot of my friends uh, are are what they call counselors, camp counselors there, and and the star, and the you know the headline stars of of all the the camp so i i just hope to get in there and and 
learn quickly and, and you know, the, the end result is you want anybody that signed up to, to have a great time and and uh, and and at the end of it you'll have, walk away with, with great memories and and hopefully had uh, experiences that keep them playing music and uh, pursuing goals dreams and careers for the you know for the rest cool. of their lives. No, that's cool. that's all. But it, yeah, I've so always often heard of all that, and it sounds so neat. What's that? Uh, it sounds so neat, the, the fantasy camp. I've heard about it before, and I think yeah. it's a great opportunity for a lot of people to be able to, to be involved with that. Mm-hmm. Well, um, yeah. I want to tell you how, how fantastic it was being able to attend uh, California Music Fest, though. And this year you had not only Bonzo Bash, but uh, the Who Tribute, the Ox and the Loon, and the Randy Rhodes tribute. Not in that order, but Randy Rhodes tribute was the second night, and the yeah, Who was Ro- the third night. Remem- yeah, Randy Rhodes remembered was the second night, and the Ox and the Loon. So let me ask you this, because I'm, you know, it's kind of I'm just curious about it. When even though it's your interview, I'm going to ask you something. Um, we, we call the the show the the Who show. It's called Entwistle Loon, the Ox and the Loon. It yes. used to just be called the Ox and the Loon. But a lot of people didn't get it. They're like, what is yeah. that? It sounds like some Shakespearean play. So do you know <laughs> yourself why it's called the Oxen Loon? I I had to ask a couple people, uh, some of the musicians actually, and I found out that uh, John and Twistle was the ox, and Keith That's Moon right. was the loon. Correct? Moon the loon and so John the ox that was the Yes, exactly. Yeah. And the ox, of course, is a hard-working and uh, strong, and the loon would be like a lunatic, like uh, the moon. Yeah, exactly. It's a little Reflecting. slang for you know, lunatic. You know, moon the loon, not the loon the bird, <laughs> but uh, but you know, lunatic. And and that was yeah. you know, but but the thing is, I was thought not. I thought I was being like kind of creative and and like more of a true fan because I'm like giving you the the the, the nicknames of the the, the of the uh, musicians that we are, you know, celebrating, and uh, then it ends up, you know, we find out kind of, you know, some people think it's cool, but most people, you know, that are driving by and seeing the, you know, seeing the, you know, the flyer or seeing uh, the ad or something, they're like, uh, the Oxen Loom, what the hell is that? What is that? And then, you know, their, their friends kind of go, <laughs> I well, dude, I, I think it's about the who. I think it's a, you know, probably a, you know, if I'm not reading for the right, flyer. Right, right, right. It's a John Entwistle Keith Moon thing, a celebration thing where they're you know paying you know respect and tributing and celebrating yeah. the, the the contribution of the, the rhythm section of the Who, which you know we always put a night of rhythmic lunacy in honor of the mightiest rhythm section in rock and roll, you know, which really yeah. those guys really started something new and, and they created a different compared to where everything else was at the time, um, you know, if you really look back and think about it, so. So anyhow, you know, but, but for the people who aren't hardcore but do enjoy the music of The Who and do think that those guys are cool, maybe they're not hardcore. So you go, oh, man, maybe it's just better to say, Ant Whistle Moon, the Ox of the Loon. And all the musicians who participated were either the Ox playing bass guitar or the Loon on on drums. And so it was, it was really fun for the... For the entire yeah, the group player, of people involved. The bass player yeah. of the show are the oxen, because an ox, pluralized, is oxen, 
right? We have more than one ox. It's not oxen. It's not like, oh, look at that field of oxes. It's more like it's it's that's field. Oh, it's look at that. Look at all those oxen running around. Look at all these hard at work oxen. I'm 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 I'm, I'm in front of. And then with loon, it's like look at all the loons. So the drummers are the loons, and the uh the you know the bass bass players are the the oxen. You know, so yes. you know, just, you know, I almost and, had uh, you know costumes made up where you know there were lunatic outfits and um, you know, <laughs> you know <laughs> oh man, and you guys really rocked out. I mean, the last song was something to witness. It was phenomenal, and um, they were rocking so hard on stage. They formed the drum circle. The audience was part of, and we were, you know, we were clapping the rhythm out, and they were all. Uh, can I can I comment on that last song yeah. there that you're talking about? Okay, it was "Won't Get Fooled Again." You know, probably the Who's biggest, you know, anthemic song they ever had, most popular song. But at the end of the song, um, when it goes back to the reintro of the keyboard loopy doopy thing, you know, the all that all that the I'm drummers are supposed to you know, and it's you know told to everybody in the show. We did it before when we did the show in April of 2014. We it's just a one by one, um, every drummer gets up and plays a little drum solo where Keith Moon did his yeah. solo. Yeah. And one yeah. by one, that when that's finished, I get back on the drums and just sit there keeping time. Do, do, do. And one by one, all the bass players go to the front of stage and they take a solo. And then after they finish, the singers mm-hmm. come up and I count the band back in for the big, huge Roger Dolce scream. So you got like seven singers going, ah! you know, and, and, um, and we finish the song. Well, Okay, yeah. the first show we did, we, we did all that. It went great, and we finished the song. And at the end, uh, somebody, I think Mike Porter was next to me, and he kicked the drum over. He was holding a cymbal in the air, and they kind of knocked the drums over a little bit. We didn't, like, destroy them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, that was, that was uh, you know. That's a little, we were, we were yeah. all anticipating the moment when someone would knock over some of the drums. And <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, so, and it got, you know, I remember we, we had this clear, it's another story, we had a clear acrylic drum with water halfway in it, with, with little fake goldfish swimming around that you get at Toys R Us. And that's yes. in honor of this one time Keith Moon put goldfish in his drums on a TV show. So it's an inside yes. joke that, you know, we all think is funny. But, you know, so I remember like Chad Smith and, and somebody else, they were, they, they started throwing the water at the audience and stabbed the, 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 the drumstick through the top of the head and threw the fish out and all that stuff. You know, they're fake fish, by the way. So, so anyways, back to this show. It, the drummers do some solos. And I go, okay, Dave Lombardo's up. You know, he's, he's going to, uh, He's going to play his solo. I, don't, I think he's probably the last drummer. I'll just get back on the drums. Well, Dave's doing a solo, and one of our crew guys starts bringing out. We had all these other drums behind the drum set just to make it look bigger because we had done the Bonzo Bash stuff, so we had these other drums. So I was like, man, while the drums are here, let's just make it look even bigger and crazier. Yeah. Like drums everywhere. So yeah. somebody starts bringing out the, the, the floor toms. Like, hey, here's a floor tom on the stage for you guys. So you can keep, you know, you can join in like a tribal jam thing. Before you know it, there's like four or five floor toms on the front of the stage. We're just playing them. Somehow, one of the guys um, got excited and picked up like one of the drums brought out and kind of walked over to Kenny, uh, walked over to Dave Lombardo and threw it over the drums at him, which you know, <laughs> a little light throw, and toss, like just a light toss. Dave caught it, you know, it's only like six inches or something. Dave caught it and threw it back out in front of the drums. Somehow, this triggered Dave's mind off, like, okay, it's time to trash the set. So he started trashing the set. I'm like, oh wait a second, hold on. 
Okay, maybe he'll just throw this one drum over. Oh, no. Oh, he just threw my snare drum. Oh, yeah. he just, this and that. Oh, he just picked up the gong and threw it. And then everybody starts getting crazy. So uh, I'm like, okay, it literally ended the show because the drums were just completely in disarray. So we could not <laughs> even get to the bass player. So this is the, moral of the, story, the point of the story is, hey, it's, it's a tribute to Ant Whistle Moon. And, you know, that wasn't staged. It wasn't planned like that. I honestly, after all the work I, and, and, yeah. and the amount of months I put into the shows, I didn't really want to trash the drums on this particular show at the end of, even if we got to the very end of the song, I, I just, it was, I was tired. It was, it was a long night. I knew we had a lot of cleanup to do anyhow. So I just kind of like, let's leave it like it is. We, you know, just like at the end of the kids are right. Anybody knows that Keith Moon jumps over the drums and, and comes to the front of the stage and takes a bow. And he does yeah. trash drums because there was a point he did. And that's what they're famous for in that respect. They're famous for many things, but, but anyhow, that was my mindset. But at the same time, that doesn't mean something would change from, you know, that the drum solo part of uh, to the end of the song. But I wasn't really planning on doing any trashing myself. <laughs> <laughs> didn't so, plan yeah. on that, did you? But I saw the corporate yeah. standing there. There were a couple people um, standing on top of the drums. And then I thought, oh, here it comes. They're going to do it. <laughs> yeah. But they did so, a so really wreck it. They just sort of tossed it. The, and, the moral of the story, the, the, the premise of the story is not – Hey, hey, Dave, you shouldn't have done that. Our drummer shouldn't have done anything like that. It's not, it's not that at all. It's, it's, it's that kind of show. And you know what, man? I thank everybody for taking the time to uh, be a part of the show without all of them being able to have the show. So, so in the end, they also, as far as the drums go, they're in fine condition. You get a, stra- yeah. a, a, a scratch here or there. Every single drum is, is fine and works. And it's cool, all good. cool. So that's no problem. But it was more like I just want to apologize to any any bass player that would ever get, you know hear this or get back to them. You know I feel bad that they all were standing on the side of the stage and they didn't get to come up and play because I think it's awesome like they played oh, really? the songs in the show. But at the yeah. end they get to come up and, sh- and strut their stuff on their yes. own and get full yeah. spotlight yeah. center attention. And, and that that didn't happen this time. So if we ever did it again, I would make sure. Hey man, no matter what, we gotta let. No, I. You know what I mean? So oh yeah, out. yeah. For the bass, you know okay. Well, you did a yeah. fantastic job, and um, with Joe Sutton and um, everybody else who contributed, you know, to putting these three days together, it really was, um, again, yeah, memorable as it is every year. You know, and when you put on the the uh, Bonzo Fest perform, because without Brian, Brian is like a pillar of the the Bonzo Bash uh, celebration. You know, and just the cornerstone, you know, I I got to say, of, of that. Um, and so without you, I'm, you know, I, it might not be possible. And this, this year, you had members of, of you know, world-famous bands like uh, Alice Cooper, Whitesnake, of course, uh, Guns N' Roses, Twisted Sister, to name a few. There was a Slayer, Madonna, Dio. Bon Jovi, ACDC, well, actually, Simon Wright was absent. Um, yeah, uh, Simon, but, uh, Simon couldn't make it the last minute. Because of family, something with his family, but uh, Sebastian Bach showed up, and many, many more. And so, really, uh, quite, you know, quite a lot of effort went into it, I got to say. So, um, 